Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, welcome one and all to the best education show in town, Fact Check True. I am Katie Petrick, joined by everyone's favorite Christian rock drummer, <laughs> Mr. David Fiorazzo. Is that actually how you drum? Like yeah. that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and before we get started, you know, we want to hear from you fine people out there. So please do visit stayeducated.org and send us your thoughts. It's really that simple. Okay, well, a posh Manhattan school where $57,000 can buy you a very woke education is now facing major heat after one of its top administrators spills the beans oopsies, on the indoctrination to an undercover reporter. Whoopsie, what happened? What did she do? Uh, what's interesting is um, she's on leave, which is interesting because she sneaks an agenda into the classroom. <gasps> a teacher snuck what? an agenda? Progressive, perhaps? Anyway, a New York City private school administrator has been secretly recorded confessing that she sneaks her liberal political agenda into the classroom and she complains about really awful white Republicans. Her name is Jennifer Jin. She goes by Jin Norris. She's listed as the director of student activities, $60,000 a year school, and she has had the opportunity to bring in liberal guest speakers twice a week but conservatives or Republicans, in her words, not on my watch. And as she says, white boys are actually the problem. Unfortunately, it's the white boys who feel like uh, very entitled to express their opposite opinions yeah. and just push back. Well, there's a huge contingent of them that are just like horrible. Yeah. And you're, are you always going to be horrible? Yeah. Or are you just going to be horrible right now? Don't know. Is there any saving these Republican, like white guys? Who's I think they need to go. No, I think they're really awful people. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I, I'm afraid of with the, my white students that are rich. I'm like, do you ever have to deal with this? They're so protected by capitalism. Yeah. That it makes me sad. Why so the friends in like Dexter's who are going to like go to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how many like... Vigilante. Yeah. Oh, no. Taking people out of the show Dexter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So for watch those of you, video. yeah, for those of you who are listening and not watching, you should really go and watch the video because it has subtitles. But the long and short of it is, uh, it seems like she doesn't like capitalism. She doesn't like her white <laughs> students and uh, male, white the, male, male students, white right. male students. Right. Uh, they're causing all the problems right. at this very rich posh school. They're the ones who are yeah. awful, as she says. And then. She likes the show Dexter, and she thinks that uh, they need to have Dexters at her school because they're, you know, vigilantes. Um, but they need to go. But they they need to go. Yes, they they need to go. Um, but she's at a school teaching your children. But wait, wait, she's not teaching. I'm sorry. She's creating activists out of them. Like yeah. there's always groups of teachers who are like, I want to do these things, but the administration just wouldn't let us. So we've been sneaking things in in the, in the cracks. People what now? You know, it's like they don't, like the administration was much more conservative than most of us. So with, with my role, I, I give them all the art supplies. I can make posters together. We have people go to every march. They get excused from classes. Or, Which march is like? 
Exactly. They went to um, women's rights marches after Trump. They went to all the like gun ones and march for our lives. Um, when it's it's fun too because if they do march out of school, because sometimes it's a political protest. Yeah. And so we're, we don't actually give them the grace period, but we we do. We don't punish them. But if they do it, then they have to serve detention. And then during detention, we talk about social justice. So she go, she recruits students to go to these marches, these radical mm-hmm. marches, right? They go to the women's march, and of course, um, this is pretty amazing. But anyway, I, would, I think there's another video, and then we'll comment on it. Do you encounter any of that here, like parents or staff who are kind of conservative? And- Not really. I mean, it's a 300-year-old school, so yeah. I mean, clearly based on you know white supremacy, and yeah. it's been. It was started in Trinity Church, which was okay. like built by slaves, and, and they're oh, starting wow. to like grapple with the history of their school. Yeah, but yeah. I think people know. I mean, we're not as left as I am yeah. for sure, but it's it's definitely a school where conservatives would not feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's that's kind of good. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I just keep trying to like disrupt wherever I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I'm in this position, I have so many opportunities to do that see here's the deal before when you watch the first couple clips you you have to be saying to yourself why is she teaching there if she finds it to be so awful and oh these white male students and they're causing problems and oh we need to have dexter like folk come out here to be vigilantes but right at the end again if you are listening please do go and watch the video uh, especially today because you can see the subtitles but she she gives it away she lets the cat out of the bag and she says she's you know farther left than other people are or further left and she's there to disrupt yep. she's there purposely she went in knowing that this is supposedly you know the white supremacist school and the history and all this but she's like this is exactly where i need to go to disrupt it and and dismantle whatever it is that she thinks is happening at this school because otherwise any other sane person, if they didn't agree with the values of the institution, would not go there. But hey, she's there to be her own vigilante. Maybe she's been watching way too much Dexter, clearly. But maybe she views herself as a Dexter. And of course, the school is uh, going to launch an investigation into her comments. Mm, I and bet. We'll, uh, we're not going to hold her breath on that. But I just want to quote the school quickly as part of this process. In conjunction with the work of our outside advisors, We will also review school protocols and practices that are in place to ensure that we are living up to our determination to build a more inclusive community. Katie, Trinity School. Ah, yes. They sound so, so, oh, beautiful statement, school. Uh, Yes, good job. Good job, school. Way to sugarcoat it. All right, still to come. Two Texas moms are handed a bill for $1,200 after simply requesting to see which books were included in their children's school curriculum. That's next, stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. 
and we'll let you know when a new video is ready. So it's the new school year, and with the new school year, kids, well, maybe some kids, get excited, like me, uh, get excited when it's like, let's take a look at our book list, what are we reading and learning this year? And they take a look and say, oh, I get to read this book or that book, and here's my textbook for math and all that other jazz. Yes, I did do that. Anyway, um, maybe you as a parent would like to see that list as well. Well, it's going to cost you an insane amount of money to know just what it is that's included in your curriculum book list. At least that's what happened to two Fort Worth, Texas parents who got charged, as you see, $1,200. Stop and think about that. Just to see a book list, $1,200. So uh, they wanted to see the public school district's K through 12 curriculum book list. And one mom has now filed a complaint about this. I wonder why. On August 8th, Christina Denopolis, uh, who has a daughter who's in eighth grade, filed a public records request with the Fort Worth Independent School District for copies of the book lists for kindergarten through 12th grade. She oh, was tall. She was told the request would cost $1,267.50 to fill said request. And we have another Fort Worth mom, Jenny Crossland, who was trying to decide where to send her daughter to kindergarten. And so she filed the same public records request for the K through 12 book list. And this is actually a good thing. The numbers came back with the same exact amount of money. So if it would have come back as a different amount of money, I would have been like, wait a tick. But either way, it's an insane amount of money, $1,267.50. And they claim it would take 845 hours of labor to produce we're not having them hand copy the books <laughs> we're saying what books are going to be taught in each grade k through 12. this this should be a crime there's, there's something very wrong with this don't we have computer even if you don't have computers give me a piece of paper let's look at the let's make me a list of, here here's the list you can write it out in 10 minutes 84.5 hours of labor and by the way only two teachers i mean only two parents i mean there should be a are lot asking. more parents that are requesting your k-12 through book, book list. list across the country this was texas right yep this is fort worth texas and just so everyone is aware at freedom project academy our institution here freedom project uh we have our entire book list online so you can see that I'll bet what curriculum is being taught to that would take 90 students. seconds not 84.5 hours of labor i want to know what that extra half hour is how did they calculate <laughs> that 0.5 hours oh in there goodness. that extra 50 cents this is insane it really well, is we were talking way. about this last week on a show yes about requesting the, the yep. curriculum yep this is this Parents is what that right. this is what they're going to try to do to you now is claim oh I'm sorry it takes so much effort on our part so we're going to charge you this in hopes that you don't come back at them but come back at them and that's what uh, the one mom did a complaint was filed with the Texas Attorney General's office Good. asking to investigate the charge now Denopolis happens to be an attorney oopsie messed with the wrong mama <laughs> on that one uh, she said the charge is not reasonable and wants the district to reduce it. Well, Back prove it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why does it cost that? Everybody's got a computer. Thank you. Now, what led to this whole thing is that Denopolis' daughter attended Fort Worth um, ISD last year. And over the summer, though, her mother decided to pull her out and enroll her into a private Christian school for the upcoming school year. That decision was the result of long-term frustration. I can't believe it. 
frustration with the district? I wonder why. Um, for their bureaucracy, yes. Their lack of transparency, oh, yep, clearly there too. And their uh, inflated spending of taxpayer money. Wow, it's almost like this is just yet another example of some bad things happening with the Fort Worth Texas School District. Uh, the mom was also upset about a resilience questionnaire that what? she says a counselor gave students that asked the children whether they thought their mother and father loved them when they were little. And when she filed a public records request for that questionnaire, she was not charged. But now it's like, oh, she's on to them. So now they're making this simple What's your K-12 book list uh, costing an insane amount of money? Uh, the, their question, and pretty much probably your question sitting there at home going, um, hello, why don't they just have this list available? It's not that hard to make. Well, Denopolis said her first reaction was surprise when she was given the high price for the book list, and she wondered why the district did not have a working list already um, compiled that could be easily sent out at no cost to parents who inquired. And as you, to your point, yeah. why are they the only ones who questioned it? You know, uh, parents, this needs to happen across the country. Please, I beg you, if you have children in the government-run schools, as I think Alex Newman affectionately calls them, government brainwash camps. Um, but in Rhode Island, this is interesting. I thought this had to be a typo. Um, a Rhode Island mom was told South Kingston School District uh, public records that she requested on curriculum would cost $74,000 to access this. That, did anyone check into this? Is this, is, yes. this has to be wrong. Nope, nope, that's just what we have happening. And coming up now, we have a new survey that reveals the highest and the lowest ranked college campuses for student-free speech. The top ones may actually surprise you. That's next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. All right, well, we have new survey results that are out for the college rankings, specifically for student free speech. David. Yes. Free speech, college campus. Why are we talking about this? We know, we know who they discriminate against when it comes to speech, right? <laughs> but, but it should be, everyone should have free speech, so they should all be should. tied for first. Yeah. <laughs> However, what we have is the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, FIRE. We've talked about them numerous, numerous times. Check them out before sending your child or young adult, I guess then, to a university. They, they rank all the colleges. They put in instances um, and examples with the policies on every college uh, campus as to whether students actually have freedom of speech. And um, they are a nonprofit civil liberties group. Go check them out. Well, they just released their annual report uh, <laughs> finding out that Columbia University is the worst bottom of the barrel. Abysmal. Abysmal <laughs> ranking, yes, for student free speech. Now, Columbia <laughs> is in the, the posh New York City for all of us out here in the sticks, it's a private university. It's an Ivy. And hey, you know Barack Obama went there, Neil Gorsuch, yeah. George Stephanopoulos, and the one and only Art Garfunkel. They are all yeah. the alums of the 
Columbia University. So when we say Columbia and abysmal when it comes to uh, free speech, that means they only allow the leftist worldview. Just so you guys are, are clear on what abysmal when it comes to free speech rankings are, these colleges at the bottom, obviously their worldview is against you know, conservatives, Christians, Republicans. Yes, and that's actually the abysmal. term they use is abysmal. Like that's fires ranking word, not just us saying, hey, it's abysmal. Like, <laughs> like no, that no, word. that's actually what they, they were ranked, abysmal. Uh, again, remember, it's Columbia, so they're only charging you about $77,000 in tuition, but after you get some aid, then it's only costing you about $22,000. But either way, you're not allowed to speak for that money that you're paying. So they, uh, they said this survey overall, FIRE said, is the largest survey on student free expression ever conducted. And it included responses from more than 45,000 students from January to May of this year. Now, students had to be enrolled as full-time undergraduate students in a four-year program to qualify for the survey. And the rankings are of 203 campuses in the U.S. So again, FIRE is doing its due diligence in giving you information as to whether or not your student will be able to speak when they attend one of these 203 campuses. And Columbia, being the abysmal that it is, <laughs> it was actually the only college out of all 203 to get the abysmal rating, which why is anyone paying to go to Columbia? We've done stories, well, reports on Columbia and how bad they are and all like the crazy professors there and the, the students not being able to do Get, have any actual free speech, especially as you've indicated, anyone who's anywhere near center to right, like yeah. only the far left gets to speak. Right. By the way, no institutions on the list received a score of very good or exceptional, not surprisingly. Now that's but, sad. <laughs> but the bottom five, uh, Skidmore College, Georgetown University, University of Pennsylvania, Ren, Rensselaer, Poly, how do yeah, you say that? Polytechnic. Poly, no Polytechnic, how do you say the Rens, Rensselaer? Rensselaer. Sure. Where is it? What is it? Anyway, th but they made the... Well, don't no worry. They're in New York allowed. as well. See, here's the deal. It, okay, we have Skidmore, which is in New York. We have Pennsylvania, which is in Pennsylvania. Uh, Columbia is in New York. The Polytechnic is New York. Georgetown <laughs> is in D.C. Do you notice... A, a trend pattern. there, a pattern. Yeah. But hey, let's let's be a little positive. I like being positive. Who are the high scorers? Are the high scorers? Yes. Okay. No. Number one, oh, come University on. of this can't be accurate. Chicago. There's no way the University of Chicago is, ranks remotely high for free speech. That it is. Well, you may not like it, but at least they're letting people speak uh, up there. But then you have Kansas State University at number two, Purdue University at number three, Mississippi State, and Oklahoma State. The other I don't four, see yes. Anything, I can understand. Any, none of those five. Let's see if I can do geography. Is any? No, not. They're not located on the east coast or the left coast, right? They're not located on their the west coast or the left coast. They're somewhere in the middle to the south. I wonder why. I don't. I hmm. Mind wanders about all of it. All right. Before we go, is up next. Plus, David and I have some more of those fun facts to share with you because uh -oh. hey, we just like to embarrass ourselves on the daily. So stick around. <laughs> We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, before we go, we want to let our audience know that everyone's favorite race baiter, 
Nicole Hannah-Jones will be teaching a course this fall at Howard University. Wow, the author of the highly criticized 1619 Project released by the New York Times is ironically teaching a course on the topic at Howard. The course undoubtedly will focus on retelling, editing, changing American history through the lens of slavery. Um, Howard University Center for Journalism, oh my goodness, you gotta use that word loosely now, Journalism and Democracy, is also led by none other than Nicole Hannah-Jones, who says the purpose of the program is to promote, quote, historically informed investigative journalism that, gotta get my shovel out here, that meets with the urgency, the, 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 the threats to our democracy, and for broader representation among the nation's investigative reporters. It sounds like a class you would maybe spend a little money on or no. Or no. Or no. Or no. Or no. Or no. Waste of money, Jeez. waste of time. I do like that there was a, a secondary professor listed, which makes me think that she's not even going to show up half the time, that that other person's actually going to be the one doing the teaching, and she's just on the docket because, yeah. you know, she's a once tenured professor. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to a much more entertaining and educational story as Texas mom Letitia Witherspoon has taken to social media with a hilarious public service announcement for all you parents that struggle with the dreaded school drop-off line. Watch this. All right, first thing first, put your kids on the passenger side of the car. All right, if you got multiple of them, teach them how to one, two step on out, slide, shuffle, whatever you got to do, get them out the car. Two, teach them how to hold the latch. All right, we're going to be holding this latch. When we get about three, four cars out from our turn, they know what to do. All right, <laughs> third, stay with me. They should have their backpacks on in the car. It's okay, it's working on their posture. Let them sit up, they need to be ready to go. Four, y'all have got to stop getting out the car opening the doors for them. Let them open their own damn door. They take too much time. And five, most importantly, y'all, we are yielding. It's not a stop. It's a yield. We are already going five miles per hour. We're going to reduce that thing down to about three, but we're not coming down to zero. We are yield. It's a yield. It's a yield. It's not a stop. It's not a stop. This is a yield. You're, I mean, she's right. You're only driving like half a mile an hour. Just Jump on out, kids. Yeah, and the It'll backpacks, when you backpacks on in the car, that helps good posture. Good posture. Was that helpful advice, though, to drop off lines? It, it, I didn't realize that was a problem across oh, the country. Oh, yeah, apparently, nowadays, see, I rode the bus, so there was no drop off line. I didn't know drop off line was a thing until like five years ago. But yeah, it. parents, I mean, maybe take a couple nuggets from what she said. Yeah. It couldn't hurt. All right, finally, let's wrap things up with everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. <laughs> We've picked our favorite Babylon Bee headlines to see which one should be crowned queen of the hive. Numero uno. Let's start with this one. Powerless figurehead leader with no official responsibilities still alive. Number two. Meghan Markle concerned Queen's death may yank her from spotlight for a few days. Number three, Stacey Abrams announces that with a heavy heart, she will succeed Elizabeth II as Queen, Elizabeth II. Uh, next, Gavin Newsom now running ads in Florida and other states where people can still turn on their TVs. 
And finally, California government recommends purchasing a giant hamster wheel to charge your electric car. Katie, they're all very different this week. They're, they're not the same thing. There's two themes there. I, you got Newsom and then you got the Queen. The and first one, though, you have to understand if you were just listening that it says powerless figurehead leader with no official responsibility still alive. And then it's a picture of Joe Biden. So that's where the joke is. So if you understand, the, you have to have the visual there with that one. So that, mmm, that was a, and, but the Stacey Abrams one, oh, that, mm, and Meghan Markle, uh, all the ones with the queen. I'm going with the queen. The, the queen thing. The queen. On like the it. Babylon Bee. Thanks, guys. That's going to wrap it up for this segment. More to come next time, of course. All right. Before we let you go, David and I, again, want to find some ways to show you all the cool things that we have going on in our lives. What are our fun facts? What do we think is neato? Our history. Our history. Our 1619 project. So today, <laughs> uh, my fun fact for you, everyone, is that the Bee Gees are my favorite all-time oh, group. Tell by the way I use hey, my... Sorry. Hey, only Barry can get that high falsetto <laughs> That's, oh my on goodness. point. Anyway, the Bee Gees are my favorite group, and uh, Morris, actually, is my favorite out of all of the Brothers Gibb. And wow. that's Andy included, even though Andy really? is not a member yeah. of the Bee Gees because he was much younger than them, but he did obviously play with them. But anyway, of the actual brothers, yeah. twins, Robin and Morris, and then Barry, six years older than them, uh, Morris is my favorite. I just actually saw a Bee Gees concert that was from, I don't know what year <gasps> so it was, Wait. when the three of them were still, all three of them were still alive. Was it a recording, a DVD? I think Did so. you come into my house and steal my DVD collection no, of them that I, no. yes, do have of live concerts no, of them? I mean, they Great. hit, they hit it. I mean, they already had some hits, but then Saturday Night Fever came along. And, and that's when, I know, that's yeah. when they catapulted. But Staying alive, baby. Yeah, that's their disco days. I don't even care about that as much. But anyway, one more thing on the Bee Gees. I did get to see Barry Gibb. My mother and I got to see Barry Gibb live. And it was like one of, one of the best concerts I've ever seen wow. because I never thought I would actually get to see... Like the Bee Gees, obviously not live because right. the, the twins have passed on, but I got to see Barry and it was amazing. Awesome. All right, I've got a fun fact of the day. I am one of those pumpkin spice fanatics. Oh. And I found a way to keep it going all year round, not just at fall or harvest season. And I have to share something Katie even made me. True story, a pumpkin spice bunt cake earlier this year. It's a boont. It's a boon. Uh, it's yeah. a cake. She made me one. I mean, I love, I love the coffee. We have, I get very strong coffee, and I take a little bit of Door County pumpkin spice, and I put about a quarter of that in, and the rest with very strong coffee. And it's a perfect blend of strong and bold with a pumpkin spice flavor. I like the creamer. I like pumpkin spice muffins. I love pumpkin pie. And I could go on and on, but we could be here all day. I'm that, I'm that guy, but I wouldn't go so far as... Maybe pumpkin spice air freshener. I like pumpkin spice candles, but like I said, I need to stop. So I, I could go on. This could be the first step is acknowledging you have a problem. <laughs> uh, well, there you go, everyone. If you have any pumpkin spice anything, I guess recipes, please do yes. let us know about them Send because them hey, you know David definitely likes it. And since I confession have never had a pumpkin spice latte or anything because of the hype with it and the basic girls and i guess you're one of them um <laughs> so i've never tried it so please send us recipes maybe i can try one of the recipes that you suggest i will even make it and i will give you feedback on it we will give you feedback yeah. but please go do that yes. by visiting stayeducated.org 
It's pumpkin spice time. We oh, have pumpkin pe- spice pancakes with oh pecans. My. With pecans. Okay. Well, either way, give uh-huh. us those recipes. Uh-huh. And for now, for David and myself, thank you for watching, for listening, and so f- for supporting our show here. Until next time, stay pumpkin. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.